Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. Hey, Mom. No, I won't be coming home this year for Christmas. I'd rather spend time with my actual family. So it's that time of year once again. All of the fucking Christmas decorations are all over every single square inch of any and all business, bar, restaurant, department store, etc. And the entire notion that is filled in the crisp bay air that is now suddenly a thousand times like harsh and colder than it once was just a couple of months ago has now made everybody fill their minds with all the happy, joyful, and like religious holiday bullshit. But here's the thing. Sometimes I feel like I'm literally like the only person left in this world that legitimately loathes the holiday season. That's right. You didn't hear me wrong. I am not the biggest fan of the December month each and every year. And I attribute a portion of that being working most of my entire life in the restaurant business and having the month of December being that physically exhausting and draining month that's triple the business because everybody tries to get their joyful little holiday dinner in or lunch or whatever the fuck and make all the rest of our lives a living hell. And then I'm suddenly pegged with it being the 23rd and finding myself not in any way, shape or form, even to the place where I've thought about what I'm going to get each of my family and friends for their gifts. And the stress continues to seep in. And let's just fucking face it. Everybody spends the fucking holidays with their family. And I don't really do that either. I actually spend it with my chosen family. So sit back, relax, put on that condom, or pop your prep pill. And let's get my Grinch-esque take on why I decide to be with my chosen family instead of my actual, quote, family, unquote. You are now listening to My Gay Expose podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, and podcast host 
who's based out of San Francisco, California. Guys, Ronnie Washburn here. And if you think that this specific episode is geared towards any sort of Christmas, holidays, any of it, well, guess what? You're wrong because I don't like to really partake. I mean, I'll take the days off for sure, but I just don't really care to go through the motions now that I'm just a little bit older of going through all of that bullshit known as the holiday season. So instead of doing what everyone else does, I decide to surround myself with my chosen family instead. Because who wants to follow the rest of the world like a bunch of fucking religious lemmings? So first, before we get into all the reasons why, Ronnie Washburn chooses specific individuals in his life to celebrate the end of the year with, instead of all of that traditional bullshit that all of you do on a regular basis each and every year. First, let's hop into this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's re-expose, the segment in which I take the time to reassess Re-examine, re-explain, restart over, or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that either you didn't fully understand, I didn't fully understand, or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, oh, <laughs> God, what the fuck was I even trying to say there? Ugh, that definitely merits a re-expose. And, you know, I should have known better for doing any sort of grinder themed episode. That I would get some sort of a dirty message from any one of you little fuckers out there who just wants to show me somehow, some way, that I would basically contradict everything that I said. So here's the fucking thing. I got a message from a guy who said that he... And here's the part I'm having a hard time with. He insists that he hit me up on Grindr like a year and a half ago, which I don't recognize him at all. I even went through his Instagram profile, which is kind of bizarre because in the actual episode itself, I talked about how weird it is to actually stalk other people's Instagram <laughs> profiles. Uh, but he said that I like was chatting with him, but I honestly don't recognize him at all whatsoever. But regardless, he insists that I did some of the things that I said that dear gays on Grinder. These are the things we no longer want to hear from you. He said he listened to the episode and said that I had done several of the things that I was so adamantly against on the episode. So here's the thing. You're probably not wrong. But I still don't feel like I have any fucking clue who you actually are. So I can't actually verify any of the conversation pieces that took place between him and I, allegedly. 
However, here's the thing. Like, we all do the things that we dislike on Grindr to other people. For example, when guys hit you up and you're just not interested but you don't want to be mean, what do you do? You just ignore them. Or at least that's what I do. Like, I would rather just be ignored and just not know why than have someone say, hey, I'm not interested and here's all the reasons why and just make me like dwell on that for some kind of reason. And it's so people have their specific beliefs and ways that they think all the behavior should be conducted on Grindr and there really is no fucking rule book. But I will say this, there are so many fucking annoying ass things on Grindr that just need to end. And that's all I meant from last week's episode. And that's really all I have to say about that. I'd be a liar if I said that I didn't do some of the things that were mentioned at least once in my Grindr history. So before we tell your mother once again that you will not be showing up for anyone of the holiday family gatherings, once again, first, let's hop into this week's Hot Gay Goss Expose. Welcome to this week's Hot Gay Goss Expose, where we try and find topics of conversation that one might find relevant and or pertinent to today's gay society or just shit that I want to talk about because it's my show. Oh my God, you guys. (laughs) Who have I had a fucking week? (laughs) You might be asking yourself right now, why does the show sound slightly different than the regular crisp and clean sound that I'm normally listening to in my headphones? Well, the answer is quite simple, really. I, after a very long and busy week at work, came home to find my roommate face down, sick in bed, and by the way, tested positive for the Omicron variant of COVID-19. You guys, I freaked the fuck out and I packed a bag as quick as I could checked into a hotel downtown in Union Square, and here I sit greeting you from my recording device in a hotel room with a very noisy steam heater. Listen. That is my current (laughs) co-host. Oh my God, you guys, this is so fucking crazy. Speaking of Omicron, Virus. And by the way, this is such a fucking crazy story. And it will be the topic of conversation for next week's episode because I have no fucking clue where or when I'm going to be able to record any more episodes. We have to get all that shit out of the way tonight. And it's not even close to when it's, uh, it's just been a hot mess. But you'll find out more about that next week. But speaking of the Omicron strand of the virus. 
You guys, this shit is getting fucking real. It's kind of crazy too because I guess like the scientists are starting to rewrite all of the things that they thought was going to happen in 2022. Like they actually thought that like all of this COVID-19 bullshit was going to lift. Things were going to start to segue back to normal, but not anymore. Thanks to this Omicron strand. Chances are it's actually going to get a whole lot worse. And if you don't believe me, ask my co-host once again, who just turned on even louder. (laughs) This is so old school. You guys, this, it's so funny though, because this hotel room, obviously because it's in San Francisco, it's so fucking tiny. But at the same time, it's quite cozy. And I have no fucking clue what I'm supposed to do for the next two weeks. But once again, getting a little off topic, that is what we all get for this unknown Omicron variant that actually just launched in late November. But anyway, back to what I was saying, they're actually predicting that this shit is going to get a lot worse. In fact, most cities and states in Europe as well as the United States are implementing all of their travel slash mask wearing slash vaccination restrictions to the world once again. So just to let you all know, this shit is getting fucking real. So for all of you non-believers out there, you can go fuck yourself. You guys, I gave it valiant effort. Try number three, episode three of Queen of the Universe is still complete bullshit, just like the first fucking two episodes. <laughs> just, I just don't understand how the winner of this competition is $250,000 worthy. It just doesn't really make sense. Like, so basically you're a singing drag queen who's being judged by a very bored, very mediocre, and probably way too overpaid judge panel a budget that looks like it's going from like here to the moon because like all of the effects are just crazy and out of this fucking world. But the show itself is just so blah, bland, boring, and I just can't get into it. I was really hoping at this point it would like do some sort of a shift or a turn or some sort of like a, I don't know, just surprise of any sort but the only surprise that I'm having is the fact that it's actually going nowhere so don't waste your time with queen of the universe I'm legitimately like two episodes from giving up on this fucking show god you guys I can't with this fucking heater (laughs) this is so crazy (laughs) this is old school bullshit Oh, God. And last but most certainly not least, big news just dropped from the Spotify world. So it just so happens that in the last week, you can now officially five-star rate My Gay Expose podcast on Spotify. So stop what you're doing right here, right now in this fucking moment. Go to your Spotify app and give me a fucking five-star rating. Good news for all of us podcasters. All of this shit helps us out in ways that you may never know, but we 
most certainly will. So please, by all means, help me help a brother out. (laughs) So before we get my gay expose that just so happens to have a chosen family themed undertone first let's get your gay expose and this week the question was asked to a few of my friends as well as you the listeners what do you actually think the difference is between your chosen family versus your actual family so let's get these responses now Michael said, it's like when you go to the grocery store and you can choose between a pint of vanilla versus a pint of double mint chocolate fudge brownie with caramel chips deep inside. Which would you choose? Nick said, the real difference is the people that you love unconditionally versus the people that you are legally bound to love unconditionally. Kevin says, Friends, I choose you as my family because my family does not want to be my friends. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Anthony said, I'd say the biggest difference is the fact that if you went to any one of your, quote, chosen family members and told them your deepest and darkest secrets. They wouldn't hold any of it against you and pretty much help you through the process. But if you take those same deep, dark secrets to your actual family, all you get from them is judgment, comments, and just so much shit that makes you feel like you shouldn't even be related to them. And who needs that shit? (laughs) If only I could tell you all the stories that I have in my back pocket. Peter says, The people who believe in you being your one true self versus the people who keep telling you that everything that you do in your life is not quite good enough. Through that. Bobby says, To play devil's advocate, I'd like to be that person who says that we don't always understand what we're supposed to love or who we're supposed to love, a.k.a. our families. However, we choose to surround ourselves with people that maybe we wish or our actual family. And why can we not have both? Well, listen along to the rest of this motherfucking episode, because then you'll find out why. (laughs) Mark says, my chosen family is my real family. The end. Gabe said, chosen family are people that you actually like, whereas actual family are people that you just pretend to like. 
Kyle said the ironic part about all of this is usually your advice given to you by your chosen family is about your real family. <laughs> That's actually a good fucking point. Andrew says, put it this way. Would you rather tell a secret to someone you could trust or a secret to someone that maybe you could trust, but you just don't really know what the outcome would be? Lindsay said, I choose my actual family to be my family, but I also choose other members outside my family to be my family as well. <laughs> this is such a fucking generic ass answer. Nico says, I choose not to share my true feelings with just anyone. Therefore, I choose who to share those feelings with. And sometimes that is not one's family. <laughs> wow. You, I, you guys, honestly, like if I was asked this fucking question, it would probably not be any <laughs> to any of this shit like you guys really thought about it I, I would be like um I choose you like a po like Pokemon I choose you <laughs> it would be as simple and fucking generic uh, as that Bree says beggars can't be choosy unless you choose to sleep with beggars <laughs> Uh, what the fuck does this even fucking mean? I think I get it. Do you guys get it? I don't know if I get it. Uh, I'm going to read it again. Do you get it? <laughs> Porter says, people that you actually really like versus people that you actually are forced by life to like whether you like it or not. <laughs> well fucking said. Leanne says, who you choose is often far different than who is chosen for you. Wow, this is actually kind of fucking deep. <laughs> Timothy said, I think most of us, if we had to choose between the two, would definitely not pick our actual family. Am I the only one who thinks this? <laughs> uh, no. Why this whole episode is themed around that very topic. You guys, I swear to God, I actually do love my actual family. I promise you. <laughs> my hotel steam heater says... Kenneth said, if I had it my way, I would choose my chosen family, obviously over my actual family. But every once in a while, especially around the holidays, I feel obligated to hang out with my actual family instead. And 15 minutes in, I am regretting every single decision that I made and trying every excuse that I can find to get out of there as quick as possible, especially when my grandma continues to ask why I still am not married to a girl. 
Michael number two said, I would say that one's chosen family is like a hooker and one's real family is like a therapist. They're both good for you, right? I mean, you need a hooker and a therapist in your life, right? But one's a little bit more desirable than the other. And as usual, all of these answers are just one big giant clusterfuck of, I want to say all over the place, but this time they're almost all strategically in the direction that I had hoped for. And I really didn't pick them that way. That's just how they all played out. So it's very clear that the vast majority of you choose who you choose versus who you're actually born into. And that totally makes sense since most of my friends slash fans of the show are gay. (laughs) It's just the world we fucking live in. And if you didn't get your answer read this week, don't worry. Just continue to watch out on Instagram at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to hit that follow button and watch out for the weekly question each and every week. And just remember, when you answer, the funnier the more likely you'll be read live on the show. And with that, now let's hop into my gay expose as that just so happens to have a I choose you and absolutely don't choose you at all themed undertone. Despite regular American holiday tradition, I honestly feel like I'm the only one who typically looks the other way and just looks forward to the new year whenever the month of December rolls around. To me, the holiday season is nothing but stress, planned trips that end up being way too expensive, like not knowing what you're supposed to get for gifts for people in your life, etc. And it's just, to me, like looking at the first Christmas tree being put up the day after Thanksgiving, each and every year, the anxiety just begins to build up in my mind because I already feel two and a half steps behind of where I'm supposed to be in regards to the gift giving, the rent, oh, I have to plan a trip, blah, blah, blah etc. So you might enjoy being around your family throughout the holiday season and celebrating and all of that bullshit. But as far as I'm concerned, I would much rather see people that I actually want to see, (laughs) aka not my family, but my chosen family. Now listen, I want to preface this entire episode first and foremost by saying that I get the idea that you're supposed to actually love your family. And I do love my family, but there are parts of me that have a really hard time going through the motions of giving my family exactly what it is they want, aka seeing me when they're in town for the holidays, when they don't give me the return respect that I deserve as a gay individual. And the fact that they don't fully accept me and fully embrace me for who I am 
and continuously stuff my stocking with either some sort of engraved Bible or fifth DVD of Passion of the Christ in a row just makes me even more like I'm not coming each and every time I even possibly consider it. Why would I want to surround myself with people who just spend their entire lives oblivious to the notion that I will never be religious? And just because you buy me five DVDs of Passion, in the Christ, Passion of the Christ in a row and a Bible, that doesn't mean that I'm going to fucking whip open that Bible and suddenly become a Christian. My youngest brother, truth be told, is actually a worship leader in a church and has been doing this for a very long time now. And we don't have the best relationship because he lives in Napa and I live in San Francisco and we just haven't really seen each other for most of our lives, just every so once in a great while. And after his recent marriage to his new wife, he reached out to me via text one day and invited me to several different events that he would be leading worship for his church in. Now, here's the thing. He's never done anything to me directly, but I know exactly how these Christians have their mindset in regards to whom they think, quote unquote, is off the path and needs to be led back towards the path of Jesus Christ, otherwise known as the only time I would ever be calling on the name of Jesus Christ is when I'm rolling my eyes into the back of my head as I'm getting my ass pounded out by that big beefy bear named Brutus. (laughs) This is actually a quote I used in one of my early blogs and it's just something that's always stayed true in my mind for how I would personally describe my constant struggle with my family trying so hard to think that maybe, just maybe one day I'll come around, renounce my gayness, and be a Christian. But here's the thing. Whatever you want to do with your life is all you, but that's just never, ever going to be a thing for Ronnie Washburn, and it hasn't for up to this point in my life, and I'm pretty confident that it will never, ever happen, ever, for the rest So that being said, this is why I choose to surround myself with my chosen family. (laughs) Sorry, I got off a little bit of a tangent there. But the reason why I brought up my youngest brother was because he did reach out to me in a way that pretty much was legit nice, stated that he wanted to introduce me to his wife and regrets that we didn't have like a decent relationship. And I you know, was down to go out to dinner, meet his wife, do all of those things. But we're in two very opposite places in our lives. And truth be told, I'm not opposed to going and doing it and catching up per se, but I already know how the conversation's going to segue. So in true Ronnie Washburn form, I just straight up replied to him with a very blunt and direct answer. I told him that being an educated member of someone who's grown up in the church, I know exactly what the Christian faith and all of its members aim to do when they are, let's just say, so into it like he is. It just becomes one of those things that they are trying to lead by example and think that if they somehow win you over, that you will become one 
of that. And again, this is not to bash the Christian faith at all whatsoever, but it's just not for me. So I pretty much sent him a really direct blunt text saying, you know, I would absolutely love to have dinner with you and your wife, meet her, blah, 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 etc. But I just want you to know, this is who I am. This is what I do for a living. And this is an actual thing for me here. Living in the heart of just gay world, I you just have to know that going in. Otherwise, this just isn't going to work out. And he seemed to be understanding, but I'm going to be honest with you. I really haven't heard a peep from him since in regards to making some sort of planned arrangement. So I sort of do feel like that was kind of his agenda uh, all along. And you guys, this is why I just choose not to be associated with any of this shit because I've gone, gone my entire life by being unaccepted by all of these people who believe in this faith. So therefore, I avoid the family at all costs, aside from my son. And then I choose to spend time with him around the holidays and be with my chosen friends. So let me tell you about why I specifically picked these strategic people to be my chosen family. First of all, there's my bestie, Brayden. And, you know, as sad as it is to say, our lives have kind of gone down a little bit of a separate path. He's a hell of a lot more busier than he was when we were first. Well, first of all, we dated for a year and then broke things off and then became really close friends and just hung out all the time. But as our job pass sort of shifted and he decided to get two jobs so that he could travel all he ever fucking does is travel these days. And so, you know, we always do tend to catch up with each other once in a great while. And it's just like, you know, it's probably been about two months since we've seen each other before. But we always kind of just jump right back in the ways things once were. Just as if we had never, like, had this gap in time where we didn't see each other. This is the bitch that legitimately, no matter what, regardless of anything is the emergency contact on everything that I have ever had to give an emergency contact for. He is just that person, the person you can trust with your life, the person you can trust with that secret. And you know, just because he is completely opposite of you, that doesn't mean he's going to judge you for the things that you say and do. In fact, he actually has no problem telling you when he feels the things that you say and do are an issue. <laughs> and he has plenty of times. And, you know, this is the dynamic that I need in my life when it comes to somebody that I could wholeheartedly trust. I mean, this is the guy who, I mean, I went to Thailand for an entire month with. And, you know, sometimes traveling with certain people in your life for long periods of time doesn't always work out. But we were just, it was just an amazing trip. We had a great time. We didn't get on each other's nerves I mean, at least I don't think so. <laughs> but he is just that guy. And no matter how far apart we grow, we can always get lunch and catch up. And just like that, everything is the same. And that's why it's like kind of like that's when you just know that that's the one friend that you're meant to have, regardless of where like life takes either one of you. That is my friend, Brayden. And then there is the bestie, Dorinda, who, 
we have kind of a weird history together. Like she and I met before I came out of the closet. In fact, she was around in the days when my son's mom was actually pregnant with my son. And it was so funny because she got hired on to this restaurant that I was working at, you know, at that moment in that time. And I remember she would, she always tells me this story. There was like, I guess a day where I wasn't working. I was off and everybody was just kind of like getting to know everybody. And she was just like, somebody brought me up somehow. And she was like, who the gay guy? And everybody's like, oh my God, he's not gay. He has a son on the way. He's so not gay. Like, da, 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 whatever. And she was like, no, he is so gay. And she used to actually, like the more we kind of learned that we got along at the restaurant. We used to like play practical jokes on each other each day. She constantly called me all the gay names that you could ever think of in the book. She just knew that I was gay. And when I first came out of the closet to her, I will never forget her reaction as long as I live. She immediately jumped up and down with excitement and yelled to the top of her lungs, I knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> she actually, before I came out, one day I remember it was my birthday and I somehow had to work. And so her and one of the other coworkers came in and I guess they bought all of these like rainbow stickers and rainbow penis, like little clings that go onto the back of your car. And they put them on the back of my car. And I had a Toyota Tacoma truck that I very rarely would ever see the back of, but they put all of these gay things on my car in Republican Whiteville of Sacramento, California. And you guys, I drove around with that shit on the back of my truck for like a good week before I saw and I knew instantly when I saw it that it was her. And <laughs> she, uh, see these, this is the type of a relationship that we have. And I'll reflect on that all the time because the ironic twist to this story is the fact that the reason why this girl is my best friend in the whole world is the fact that she knows me for who I truly am and saw all the way back then that I was as gay as a clutch purse on Tony Knight. And she didn't give a fuck. We have developed our friendship over the course of the last like fucking 15 plus years. And she's the one person I can always tell the shit that you're totally ashamed to tell people this is the friend that you can tell all that shit to and she does to me too and you guys there is so much fucking crazy shit that we're both taking to the grave about each other that we will never utter to one living soul ever ever again and this is what i mean by chosen family it's like no matter how much we grow together. She always 100% accepts me for who I am. Something that none of my family members could ever or will ever do. And this is the reason why I decide to surround myself with people who know me as like a hoe, a slut, like one of the biggest gay people like alive, like every single fucking thing that falls out of my mouth has some sort of gay connotation. And that is just who I am and who I want to be. And really, things that I can't really say around many of my, quote, family members, unquote. So why stifle myself 
like censor myself or like put myself through the motions of like pretending I'm somebody who I'm not because I spent the first portion of my life pretending to be somebody that I'm not in front of my family. So to sum everything up, Dorinda knew that I was gay and living a fake lie of a life to go through the motions even as far to get a girl knocked up and have a fucking baby just to prove that somehow I was straight and maybe I was sort of subconsciously doing it all because I had a heavy set case of denial going on in the back of my mind. But the reality is, is the one person that I can trust 1000% wholeheartedly is my chosen best friend, the girl that I go to every holiday and would literally take a fucking bullet for because she supports me for who I am no matter what. And what my family thinks of me and this show and my writing work, etc., is all shit that is swept under the rug. And if I have to tell my mom one more time that all I'm doing and all that is new in my life is just me going to work, oh God, I'm going to blow my fucking brains out. It's just really not worth it to not be yourself. And I encourage you, no matter where you are listening to my voice, right here in this moment, be who you truly are. And the people who really know you and support you and who believe in you will be your actual family that you chose because others may not. And if you're one of those lucky individuals who has supportive family, then good for you. (laughs) And you're lucky. But this is just to encourage everyone to not pretend to be someone you're not. Be like me. Take a note from the Ronnie Washburn playbook and be your one true self and choose your fucking family. What do we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, tops or bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, transgender and questioning? Well, I'd like to think that we learned a whole hell of a lot about what it means to embrace one's true self and choose to be surrounded by all the people in your life that support you and believe in you and fuck all the other bitches who refuse to because you only live for yourself and you only live once. And by the way, life is too fucking short to sit around and worry about what your actual family thinks of you when they're not supportive. And with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow on Spotify, and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of My Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. And by the way, give me a fucking five-star rating on Apple. And did you know that you can now star rate on the Spotify podcast format? It's a brand new thing, but go 
fucking do that as well. Follow on Instagram at Exposing My Gay and take a look at my website, which includes my new show coming soon to all podcast formats on Tuesday to 22.22, known as Running Your Mouth with Ronnie, as well as a new newsletter coming your way on January 1st, 2022, called A Gay in the Life of Ronnie. And don't forget to subscribe. And with that, don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me, Exposing My Gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will choose you to be my family next time.